0: First service is 9 a.m. to 10.30, followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now, for the best part, let's get into the Word.
1: Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, God is awesome this morning. He is intentional this morning. He is gracious this morning. He is powerful this morning. And he is ready to speak to us. Uh, I will request that uh, you also prepare yourself to listen from God. Uh, Good morning from wherever you're uh, watching or listening from. I believe that you're going to have a very special time in the presence of God today. But before we go any further, I want us to pray. I want us to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this great day that you have given unto us, that you have added unto our lives. Thank you, Lord God. We know that you are the one involved in the things happening in our lives to ensure that we are not taken advantage of by life circumstances or the devil. You watch over us. You watch over us. The Bible says the angel of the Lord encampeth above those that fear him. We are sure that you are the one that keeps us through all these nights until we wake up in the morning. Thank you for a great day. We are expectant to receive the word of God today. We pray, Lord, that today you speak a word to that person tuning in right now in the name of Jesus. Let your power, O oh God, be made manifest even as we share the word of God. Let revelation be granted. Let utterance be granted. We give you praise and glory for it's in Jesus' name we believe and pray, amen, amen, hallelujah. Today, I want us to discuss a very simple thing, very, very simple, Uh, concerning uh, the gospel. One important aspect, and that important aspect is that you are chosen of God, you are chosen of God. And what that means for you to be chosen, for you to be chosen by God. Okay, for you to be chosen chosen by God. So we shall read a verse uh, in the book of First Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two, and we shall read. Uh, we shall read. Thank you, Lord God. Uh, verse 4. <laughs> verse 4. Chapter 2, verse 4. And he says, maybe if we begin from uh, verse 2. Let's begin from verse 2. He says, as newborn babes desire sincere milk of the word, that she may grow thereby. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that she may grow thereby. Now, if, of course, now, if you read that in verse 1, you'll see why he's talking about growth. These guys are not grown. In verse 1, he says, wherefore laying aside all malice? He's talking to people who have malice. He says, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. Now, those are signs of uh, spiritual immaturity. Those are signs of spiritual immaturity. When someone has malice, he has guile, he's a hypocrite. He has he has envy envy that someone someone else has prospered. You know that is a childish uh, behavior in the realm of the spirit. It says and all evil speakings. You know we can't be envious of people who are who have gone ahead of us because God has not called us. We are not born to compete. We are not born to compete. We, that's why everyone has a special birthday. A special birth date and 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 uh, different circumstances concerning your birth god when god sent you on earth he did not have a competition mindset he had sent you on, on earth with a particular mission and so you can't uh, arrive on earth and then begin to compete with whoever is on the earth everyone is on earth to do something from god to do something for god praise god so there are things to do with th- th- those kinds of competitions are for children When it says malice, you know, malice, guile, that is in verse one. Hypocrisy, you see? You don't have to be be a hypocrite in life, you see? Because being a hypocrite means you are two people. And if you are two people, that says a double-minded man cannot prosper. Cannot prosper. See? When when you're a hypocrite, you are are two people. So uh, when you are two people, then you hinder prosperity. But all those things are... uh, babish things. That's why he says in verse 2, as newborn babes. So he's talking to babies. He says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. In verse 3 says, if so be, ye have tested that the Lord is gracious. You see? If you have tested that the Lord is gracious. Which means... If you test that the Lord is gracious, you will desire the sincere milk of the word. You will desire this, the, 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 the sincere milk of the word, and then you will grow. So which means uh, the, the, understanding that God is gracious will give you a good foundation for growth. It is your foundation for growth. Understanding that the Lord is gracious. You see? And it's also a childish thing not to know that God is gracious. It, it's a sign that you have not grown up spiritually. People who don't understand the grace of God, who don't understand that God is gracious, they are still babies. They are still babies. And they are the ones still working in, in malice and, and, and in, in envy. They're the ones when they begin to pray, they pull down people. They say, in the name of Jesus, that person will not go before me. See, the, the, the envy shows up also in the prayer. Oh God, you'll bring them down. You'll bring them down. God did not come to bring any man down. <laughs> he came to raise every man, not to bring down people. See, so when you find that in your prayers you want people to come down, uh, they will, uh, they, will not, they will not, they will not, they will not prosper. They will not succeed. Huh? The, my enemies, my enemies will not succeed. The Bible says, pray for your enemies. It is a prayer against your enemies. It says, pray for them. <laughs> But you have to understand if you if you don't know that the lord is gracious even you not be gracious so in your prayers you can bring down some people there are people who want me to die they will not i will not die they're the ones who will die that that kind of thing is childish like, <laughs> it's childish. that means you have not grown and also you have not understood that the lord is gracious because the people you want to die god also came to die for them okay god came to die for them so it's it's you find that the child char- that 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 the envy the guile comes in even in our prayers. When you're young, your prayers will also have that content of child. Char- you know, uh, the child char- like you have a child like prayer, child like prayer. So he says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be you have tested. If if so be. Be ye have tested that the Lord is gracious. Have you tested that the Lord is gracious? And that's very powerful. He didn't say, uh, "If so, be ye have known that the Lord is gracious." He says, "Have tested, not known." He says, "Have tested, have tested." <laughs> have you tested that the Lord is gracious? In other words, do you have a testimony? Do you have a testimony? A testimony. Have you tested? Because when you, when you have tested the Lord, then you have a testimony. That, that is semantic, but, but it is still true. The Bible says, test and see that the Lord is good. Test. That means to have a, have an experience. Test, because when you, when you eat something, you have an experience of what you're eating. You have an experience of what you're eating, and you can better explain having eaten. See, the reason that's why some people can't explain the gospel very well is because they have not yet tested. When you test of the goodness of God, you you become a better preacher of the goodness of God. You become a better preacher of the grace of God. No man who has benefited from the grace of God can preach something else, (laughs) can preach or believe something else. The moment you have tested the grace of God, you become a, a passionate preacher of this grace. You become a passionate preacher of the goodness of God. So it says, if so be ye, have tested, have had an experience that the Lord is gracious. So we are not just actually preaching the grace of God. We have had an experience of this grace. We have had an experience of this grace. That's why we wish everybody to to, to receive this Jesus, to receive this gracious Lord. It says, if so be you have tested that the Lord is gracious. So that gives you a very good foundation for growth. In verse 5, it says, he says, ye also as living stones are built up a spiritual house. Are built up a spiritual house. Okay? So your growth is towards a structure. It says you are built up a spiritual house. We are a spiritual house. So your growth, as you grow, you grow Until a certain structure is formed. God is after a structure. God is after a structure. Your structure. Okay? Your structure. That is very important. It says, build up a spiritual house. It says, a holy priesthood. Which means you grow up into a priest. Okay? You grow up into your place as a priest. The Bible says God has made us priests, but then there has to be a growing up into that office, a holy priesthood, holy priesthood, okay? To offer up spiritual sacrifices, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. I think we have, uh, we have skipped verse four. Sorry about that. I went very fast. Verse 3 says, If so be ye have tested that the Lord is precious. Verse 4, To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Okay? Disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You are, just like Jesus Christ, chosen of God and precious. Chosen of God and precious. You are chosen of God and precious. Okay? It says, You also, as living stones, verse 5, have built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So, yes, you are chosen of God and precious, but to be built up. Chosen to be built. Chosen to be built. Chosen to be built. To be built. You are chosen and precious but to be built, okay? But it's important to know, okay, what does it mean to be chosen? Chosen means selected, selected. Now, when God does a selection, it is not like when man does a selection. When God does a selection, whatever he selects becomes holy. Whatever he selects becomes holy. Whatever he selects becomes holy. Anything God says now, this is mine that becomes holy. That is what made a tithe holy because God God put claims on it. He said, uh, the tithe is mine. Okay? You have to give the tithe to God. So, because the tithe belongs to God, it's holy. So, the moment you are chosen, you are holy. And when you are holy, it means that God's attention is on you. God's attention is on you. Okay? For example, let's, let's talk about the tithe itself, the tithe. The Bible says when you touch the tithe, the devourer comes for you. When you touch the tithe, the tithe is holy. When you touch it, the devourer comes for you. Okay? Now, tithe does not pray. For it, if you touch it, it doesn't pray against you. <laughs> hey, it tithe belongs to God. Okay. It does not does not pray. Then say, oh God, I pray that Pastor Masasi does not eat me. No, Pastor Masasi might eat tithe, but when he eats tithe, <laughs> the God of that tithe will show up. Say, <laughs> so who, who touched the tithe? <laughs> who touched the tithe? Okay, you see that? Because the tithe is holy now. When you are also chosen of God, like the tithe, when you are chosen of God, the one who touches you calls for trouble. You don't have to pray. You don't have to pray for God to to bring trouble on those that touch you. No, the tithe doesn't pray. You are chosen of God. So you cannot be found praying prayers of God of, oh God, let the devourer come to them. Don't pray those prayers. You are a type, a type of type. Do you understand? Because the type is holy. The first fruit is holy. The Bible says the first fruit is holy. The first fruit is holy. Praise God. The first fruit is holy. So because the first fruit is holy, any man who touches the first fruit, the first fruit doesn't have to pray. It is the first fruit was chosen. The first fruit was chosen. And it belongs to God. It is holy. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. It is holy. And because it is holy, God's eyes are on it. God's eyes are on it. So in the same way, God's eyes are on you. You are chosen of God. You are holy. That's why he says in verse 5, you also as living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. So you are already a holy priest. You are already a holy priest. But that mentality has to be built. It is not automatic. That just because you are a priest, you will function as a priest. You have to be a priest that is built, who has become a house. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, build up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up sacrifices, to offer up up spiritual sacrifices. Why is it important that you are built up into your office of a priest? It says to offer up spiritual sacrifices. You know, when you're a spiritual baby, you offer up carnal sacrifices. Carnal. There are carnal sacrifices. There are carnal sacrifices, but there are spiritual sacrifices. Okay? Spiritual sacrifices. You were chosen to offer up spiritual sacrifices, says, which are acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But before we even talk about the ministry, we look at verse 4, which says, to whom coming as unto living a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You are chosen of God. You are chosen of God. Chosen of God. Okay? Selected by God. God looked looked at everybody, looked in everybody and said, I want this one. And he chose you and selected you and separated you. Having selected you, he separated you. Just like when you go to the supermarket and you like something, you separate it from the rest of the products. You see that? You separate it from the rest of the products. You pay for it and you take it home. Okay? When he saw you, he liked you, he chose you, he selected you from other products. Okay? He selected you from others and made you his own. He paid for you. He paid. He paid. And then now you belong to him. Now Anyone who touches what he bought, he has to deal with them. What he bought doesn't have to break. Do you understand? When you buy what you buy, you protect what you buy. You protect what you buy. And so God is not careless concerning us. He's not careless concerning us. His eyes are on us. You know, sometimes you can go through things and you think, but is God, is God, uh, that is God aware that I'm going through these things? Is God aware? The people were suffering like no, not Balokori. You know, they even ask themselves, "But am I really? Is it because I'm not? I'm not like really born again? Why am I suffering like this? Why are things standing against me like this? Why are people not not for me? Why 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 am I rejected everywhere I go? And then they think that the people's rejection also means God's rejection. Here in this verse, it says to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but they, the, them disallowing him did not make him, that did not affect his position before God. It says He was, yes, disallowed of men, but chosen of God. Disallowed of men, but chosen of God. <laughs> disallowed of men, but chosen of God. It doesn't matter who has rejected you. It doesn't matter who has not allowed you. It says people not allowing you. That's not an issue, as long as you are chosen of God. It says, disallowed of men, but chosen of God. He's talking about Jesus Christ, but remember, we are also as he is. You see, as he is. Because we are as he is, also as what was on him is kind of on us. Because he also was disallowed, but he had been chosen of God. And the Bible says concerning us that the world does not know us. And Jesus said, if they loved me, they will also love you. He says, if they loved me, they will also love you. We are also disallowed of men. But when you are chosen of God, the disallowing of men is not an issue. When you have set your faith on something, and men have not allowed you or have not chosen you. Let's say you have uh, presented your papers, and... Men have looked at the papers and they have said, Ah, we don't, we don't, we have not chosen this one. They are not choosing you does not mean God has rejected you. He says, This man was disallowed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You see, the acceptance of man does not affect your standing before God. whether they receive you or they don't receive you, God has chosen you. You are God's chosen. God's chosen. God's chosen. So learn to differentiate when men reject you. You learn to differentiate when men reject you. Separate that from God's operation in your life so that you don't interpret men's rejection for uh, the absence of the power of God in your life. No, God is powerful in your life. He is very active in your life. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He is very active in your life. He is not affected. He is not affected by what men, how men treat you, how men treat you. That is, those are men. If you choose to believe God, it doesn't matter who has disallowed you. It doesn't matter who has disallowed you. He says, "This one was disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious." You see, that preciousness is what keeps God's eye on you. God, if you don't know your value, at least God knows your value. He says you are precious. You are precious. Before the eyes of God, you are precious. And God is not careless with what is precious. Hallelujah. God God knows your price. And because he knows your price, he is for you. And he wants you to know that he is for you. He didn't, cho- he didn't choose you to, to, to reject you. God is not confused that he will choose you and then reject you uh, along the way. No. By the time he chose you, he had made up his mind. He had made up his mind. And when he chose you, he chose you in verse in verse, uh, verse 5. He says, He also as living stones uh, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices. He chose you for his own purposes. And one of the purposes is to offer up spiritual sacrifices, acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. But now, he has to raise this choice of His, Because many who are chosen of God, they are, they are not sure whether God's mind is on them. They're not sure whether God is interested in their life. You see, the sending of Jesus Christ on the earth is enough proof that God loves us. Then, your your being born again is not a human idea. It was not because you wanted to get saved. You are tired of the world. I think I'm tired of living like this. Let me get saved. Yes, you might have made a choice, but there was a calling of God on you. There was a calling of God on you. It was not entirely on you that, oh, well, that day the preacher preached a very nice sermon. I said, let me just go and try this salvation thing. Yes, you said, let me try this salvation thing, but it is because the hand of God pulled you. The Bible says those that are drawn by the Father, no one can pluck them from the hands of Jesus. You were drawn. You were drawn. You you think you made a decision. But if you investigate the matter from the realm of the Spirit, you were drawn. God was drawing you, drawing you, drawing you to himself. Now, that drawing was because he loved you. You were precious. So he chose you. you cho- he chose you. And when he chose you, he had a purpose for you. He had a plan for you. Now, what he wants you to discuss is this plan. Now, when you don't know this plan, then you'll be, you'll be disturbed by other plans, either your own plans or the plans of the enemy. The people will say, I cancel the plan of the devil. I cancel the plan of the devil. That's okay. You can cancel it. But if you live in your own plan, what God had intended you to live, the one of the devil will be automatically canceled without your prayer. Okay, and say, oh, I cancel the plan of the devil. No, you don't have to cancel the plan of the devil. You, you, you step in your own plan. If you step in your plan, the one of the devil is, not, is, is on God. God will resort him because when he chose you, he had a plan. That plan cannot be interfered with. The moment you are on that plan, as a chosen one of God, as a selected one of God, you are like the tithe. The tithe is on the mission. The first fruit is on a mission. The things we give are on a mission. So anyone who touches the tithe, God must respond. Okay. Now, in as important as the tithe is, you are more important than the tithe. You are more important than the tithe. Okay. You are more important to God than the tithe. That's why He died for you before you tithe. <laughs> you are more important to God than the tithe. Okay. Even though the tithe is important, it's a principle, but you are more important. So if God can selfishly guard the tithe, you can be rest assured that there's more protection on you. Okay? There's more protection on you. There There is more care. God looks at you with care. He looks at you with care. But now his desire is that you step into your priesthood, step into your responsibility. When you step into your responsibility, there are some prayers you will not pray. You will be aligned. And because you are aligned, some things will not happen. And because they will not happen, you will not pray that kind of prayer to to say, oh God, I pray that this does not happen. No, some things are not prayer points. Some things will align themselves as you align to God. Okay? So sometimes when we pray, Oh God, align this, align my finances. Oh God, align uh, my, 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 you know, my job, align my family. God says, okay, all those things can align, but you align, align to my will, align to my will. If you align to my will, you will not need to pray that prayer because as you align to my will, all those things will align. <laughs> if, if you pray out of, out of line, God will answer you, but he wishes you align. You know, and say, oh, God, I need a financial miracle. A financial miracle can come. But how many financial miracles are you going to need? Okay? How many financial miracles will you need? Because many people have, people have received financial miracles are the ones who will next time pray for another financial miracle. But there's a, there's a life where when you align, you, have, you begin to have a miraculous financial life <laughs> where it is not, it's not in prayer now. Where it is no longer in prayer. You have aligned with God. And so your finances have also aligned. So there is a supernatural flow. Okay? So you don't, you don't just keep bringing it to God. Bring it to God. Bring it to God. Praise God. So it says, you also as living stones uh, built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Verse 6 says, Wherefore, also as it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believes on him shall not be confounded. He that believes on him shall not be confused. He that believes on him shall not be confused. So the one who believes on Jesus Christ is also elect and precious, elect and precious, and God guards them jealously. I'm guarded by God jealously. You can't just touch Pastor Moses. No, you can't. That part, I know it. It's not something I pray about. I know you just don't touch. If anything ever happens to Pastor Moses that doesn't look like the Bible, I have to go back to God and ask, God, what's this? You see? But I I don't believe that the devil can have his hand on me. No. God has purchased me. I belong to him. This is untouchable. I am untouchable. I know that. I'm untouchable. If anything goes wrong, it, it could be probably because I've allowed it myself. Because our ignorance gives permission to the devil to do what he wants. So that's why he says, as newborn babes grow, um, grow. Um, Once you grow, you grow out of the devil's grip. That's the essence of growth. You grow out of the devil. The devil has you as long as you're a child, but as you grow, you grow out of his hands. You grow out of his. That's why spiritual growth. We, we cannot overemphasize the importance of spiritual growth. You grow out of the devil's grip. Okay, because when you're a child. You are taken advantage of by your ignorance. But as you grow, you grow out. You grow out. There are things I grew out of. There are things I grew out of. You you find that as you give attention to the word of God, you grow outside. You, You grow into your liberty. You see, we are free, but that liberty, you have to grow into it to actually know that you have you are free. Like the Bible says, if, if be so, that you have tested the, 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 that the Lord is gracious. If you have tested that the Lord is gracious, there are people who are still doubting this grace of, is God gracious? Is he angry? See, is he angry? Is he gracious? Which means those are not free. Once you have tested that the Lord is gracious, then you, 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 you appreciate what he has done for you. And because you appreciate what he has done for you, you begin to experience That word test, if so be you have tested. When you have tested something, you can't be deceived. Men who are deceived are those who have not tested. You see? Those people who who are deceived, the devil can tell them any kind of lie. Me, you can't just deceive me with circumstances. I don't interpret my life by the circumstances happening around me. No. If the circumstances around me don't align or do, do not uh are not in sync with the word of God. I don't complain and say, Oh God, why are things like this? No, I see an assignment. If things are not in order, it is it is in me to bring them to order. Why? Because I have something in me that affects my outside. Our outside has lost its permission from affecting me, and that's growth. You see, spiritual growth is a, a place where you come to. And you begin to affect things inside out. When you're a special baby, what is outside is what influences your praying, for example. You look outside, and what you see outside tells you to pray. When you grow up, you begin to pray from the visions of God you see from inside out. You begin to affect the world from inside out. You see? Spiritual babies, they, they look at attacks. For example, they say, well, I, I, I've had an attack. There's an attack. There's an attack. But the attack is, is being seen by the, these outside eyes. They see what is happening, and then they say, well, there's an attack. A spiritual person sees the attack where before, from the inside. When you begin to operate from inside, when you grow, you see the, you see attacks before they come, and you handle them before they arrive that's that's you see it's a different kind of life once you have been brought up you you cease to operate from outside in the things outside don't determine your prayer it is what you see is what you see on your inside the visions of god the things god has put in your spirit they're the ones which determine how you pray because also one of the tricks of the devil is to cause things to change because he knows you're a child he causes things to change outside so that it can affect what's happening on your inside. Okay? The devil is trying to affect what's on your inside by what is happening on the outside. So if you, if you remove your eyes from the outside to the inside and you are, you are no longer moved by what is outside, then you will take charge of your world. The devil will lose control over your world. Okay? There are people who see a sickness and then they pray. They see uh, a financial issue, and then they pray. They see confusion, and then they pray. That is not how to live. Because that means the devil is pressing the remote control from the outside, trying to control your inside. And your inside is very important. The Bible says that, guard your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart with all diligence. There are many people who are praying uh, prayers of emergency. You know, emergent prayers because something has happened without them being aware. So they always pray emergent prayers. Oh, God. Like every time they pray, they, 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 in heaven, they sound like an ambulance. Whoa, 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 things are wrong. Things are, (laughs) they sound like an ambulance. Like they never knew something. It's like something just happened to them. The Bible says, let me read a verse for you, the book of Proverbs. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um, There's a verse here. Proverbs uh, 27, verse 12, Proverbs 27, verse 12. Proverbs 27, verse 7, verse 5, uh, no, 27, verse 12, sorry. Proverbs 27, verse 12. He says, a prudent man foresees the evil And hides himself, foresees the evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Says the simple pass on, they continue and they are punished. Okay? Says a prudent man foresees the evil. A prudent man foresees the evil and hides himself. You see that? Foreseeing is an internal quality of a man's spirit. To have the ability to foresee and hide. Foresee and hide. Now, there are the the spiritual babies are praying because they are under punishment already. See that? The spiritual babies who he calls simple, because babies are always simple. They are simple, simple to afflict. You see, it is very simple to afflict the simple. It is very simple. To offend the simple. They are simply offended. Simple. That's the that's the, the whole essence of simple. They are easy. Simple. Simple to push. Simple to pull. Simple to slap. They are easy. They are just simple. Okay? They, are not, they have not been grown to be strong. So it says they go on. They say they pass on and they are punished. Why are they being punished? They are punished for not be for not for seeing. They're not pa- <laughs> their, their punishment is because they could not see the evil. They could not see the evil. For them, they function when they see the punishment, then they pray. Okay? When they see what has happened, when they are, when they begin to be punished, then they pray. Okay. But a prudent man, he says he, he says he sees it before. A prudent man sees it before. You should come to a place where before they fire you, you see it, <laughs> because the people were surprised. Uh, we can no longer work with you, and you find that his whole dream was on that job. <laughs> he had planned to be to buy money. What? Oh, he had planned to. He had put the entire life on that job. Then they woke up one day and they say, "Ah, uh, madam." Uh, uh, due to uh, the conditions of the the state of the world where we are today, and uh, the the requirements of the governments is too, too much on us, we have decided to lay off uh, most of our, our staff. And uh, we are sorry to inform you that you are one of the staff we have chosen to lay off. Then the heart shifts from from here, from the right the, the right side to the left side. <laughs> like all your dreams have been shattered in one in one man's speech. You see, you should have seen it before, <laughs> and dealt with it. God wants you to come to that place where you are—you are—you are not just a dweller in a structure, but you are a a structure. It says you are a spiritual house, you have a foundation. You are not shaken by what people say. You know, you have a foundation. You have a foundation. You have a firm foundation. When they say oh, we are no longer working, with, we are no longer working with you. you say, I saw it long ago. I saw it long ago, and uh, I was prepared for this. But I was here as a blessing. I wished that you saw it. I was here as a blessing. And, and, and as I leave, as I leave, uh, go, you have to pray, because I was the blessing of the company. <laughs> but there are people who, after that speech, they go and look for a rope to hang themselves because they have lost this job. No, disallowed of men, but chosen of God. Chosen of God. And God guards me jealously God has a bigger plan for us than the plans men have for us so it doesn't matter which man refuses you. you are not in the hands of any man. no so don't don't put your entire dream on, on, on a man's pocket, on a man's wallet, on a man on what they're giving you. What it, I, I explained one day that working is just a way of demonstrating the power of god if you will align to the plan and plan of god what is this plan of god god has paid for every sinner okay your job now he says you are an ambassador of christ you are an ambassador of christ okay and christ has a salary for that office of ambassador that is bigger than anywhere you will ever work But he's waiting for you to give that ambassadorship serious attention. If you will give that ambassador office serious attention, let me show you what Paul did. Paul did. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hmm. Romans chapter eleven, verse thirteen. Romans eleven, thirteen. Paul speaks, speaks here and says, "For I speak to you Gentiles." I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as as I'm I'm the apostle of the Gentiles, says I magnify my office. Okay? Says, for I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as as I'm I'm the apostle of the Gentiles, says I magnify my office. I magnify my office. Which office? The office of the apostle. He was an apostle, but he had to magnify his office. You see? Yes, you are a priest of God, but have you magnified your office? Is your office of priesthood magnified? Or you're concentrating more on human, the things that feed you, the things that clothe you, those are the things you're giving attention. Now, that's why you are not seeing the salary of an ambassador. There's an ambassador of of a, salary. no, there's a salary of an ambassador, praise God. There's a salary God, God pays, but he if he pays according to the size of your office <laughs> Hey. God pays according to the size of your office. If your office is not magnified, he will give you the salary of that kind of size of office. because I magnify mine. I magnify my office. Not every ambassador is paid the same. <laughs> ambassador does not have the same same salary it depends on where they have sent you to represent if they send you somewhere those ends <laughs> which is difficult to see on the map <laughs> a country where it is difficult to see to see on the map that one the salary is not the same <laughs> it depends on where you are sent but also who sent you if it is america who sent you uh, even if america sends you to rwanda you will receive a very nice pay. A very nice pay. But you see, it's upon you to magnify. That's why it says, grow up, grow. Desire the word. Have a desire for the word of God. Have an, uh, an uncommon desire for the things of the spirit. Begin to do your work of reconciling men. Begin to do your soul winning. Do you win souls? Or you are, you are, you are the... Because if you don't win souls, it means you are also a soul to win. You are, you are a soul to win. You are not to one. Okay? You are still in, in, verse, in verse 1. Where we are. You are still having malice and jealous and guile. Once you, are, once you are a soul winner, you will have no time for guile. You have no time for malice. Because you are outside to win souls. You, now, you are now beginning to, to win those who have malice, those who, have, who are hypocrites. You are the one now serving them. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. You have grown. And once you grow into your office, it begins to magnify. And once your office is magnified, you begin to see heavenly supply increases as you grow. You see? Small offices are played small. You magnify your office. It says... You also, as Livingstones, have built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. You are a priest. You are a priest. That office needs to be magnified. If it is not magnified, its supplies will remain at that level. You are supplied to the level of the size of your office. Okay? The size of your office. The size of your office cannot command something more. You have to, if you want more, Then magnify the office. Okay? Magnify the office. Another DC and the president are not the same. These are different offices. That's what defines their different salaries. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm not seeing the supply. Paul said, Paul said, my God supply all your need. "My, My God supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Supply your need according to his riches in glory, but says your need. Every office has a need. You are supplied according to the need of the office. If you are winning souls to a level where you, need, you now need a TV station, heaven has to supply according to the riches of God in glory. <laughs> your office, when you demand for things in your office, your office has to be vetted to see whether those kinds of things they fit the office. If it is a small office, you cannot be commanding big things. You know? <laughs> in a small, if you are chairman LC1 and you're asking for money to, to, to tamak the, the road, chairman LC1 here in Uganda, you want, you want to say, uh, we want money to tamak. They say, hey, they will refer you to the RDC. <laughs> they say, uh, Get uh, get in touch with the the, the 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 RADC of the of the of the place. They will refer you to a higher office. Okay, because your office is not yet has not grown to get such supplies of a tamak road. <laughs> you say, I oh, know. I think uh, uh, someone someone called us. They will call that man. And say uh, someone called us from there and said he wanted to tamak the road, but I think he should talk to you. We have referred him to you. You you, you can just maybe give him a grader uh, to 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 straighten the road a greater just to poor uh, maram, to poor maram. See, they, they, they can't give you tamaki They don't know that you can handle that kind of finance. If they're to give you that kind of finance, they will refer you to a higher office. God God has chosen you for the highest office. This Don't play with the, the this priest's office because a priest, once God has put you in the position of a priest, let me tell you how serious that position of a priest is how serious the position of a priest is. Because for us, what the priest we know is that Catholic priest, that th- those priests who put on long robes, those are not the priests God is talking about. A priest is a man who stands in the gap before God for men or before men for God. Okay? The priest, when he appears before men, it is for God. When he appears before God, it is for men. Now, when God puts you in that kind of position where you stand in for men, you stand before him for men, it means he will answer those men's prayers because of your presence before him. Ah. You are a mediator. You You are like a mediator as a priest. For the lost souls. So when you pray, the souls are acceptable by your prayer. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why we had to pray for our loved ones who were not born again. We were doing our job as a priest. Now, when you step in that place, your prayer cannot be rejected because you were put in that office to pray. You were put in that office of a priest to pray. Now, they're going to put you there to pray. Cannot be the same God denying you the answers to prayer when he put you to pray. Do you understand? Your job is to pray and God answers. God's job is to answer. Yours is to pray. Yours is to pray. Then God answers. Now God cannot give you an office of prayer, then go the other side and then choose not to answer your prayer. Do you understand? He will answer your prayer because he's the one who gave you that office of prayer standing before him and praying, you see? The only issue is that he says that in that office of a priest, you are there for yourself. Every time you pray, you're praying for yourself. God says, no, I'll put you there for people. You pray for the people. As the one who installed you in this office, I will take care of these other details. You take care of my details in the kingdom. Look for the lost source, preach the gospel, support the gospel. Let your money be in the gospel. Let your resources, put your resources and your whole self into the gospel. Then leave you to me. Okay? You leave you, you to me. I want you for me. You handle the kingdom business. Seek ye first the kingdom. Just all these things, leave them to me. Leave them to me. Leave you to me. You and whatever, whatever is yours. You just magnify your office by how you are functioning in the kingdom. When you are a giver, for example, when you are a giver in the kingdom of God, when you're a giver in the house of God, that's one way to magnify your office. When you're a giver, you magnify your office. Let's look at that verse. Uh, Thank you, in the book of Philippians. Thank you, Lord God. Philippians 4, verse, verse, uh, thank you, Lord. Verse 16, let's first read from verse 16. It says, for even in Thessalonica, you sent once, it's not not Philippians, let's read from verse 15. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving but you only. God is saying this this church of uh, of Philippi Did better than all churches in giving and receiving. He says, For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. You sent, you gave unto my necessity, you gave unto my need. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Says fruit will abound to your account. Fruit will abound to your account. Why? Because you gave to my necessity. Fruit abounds to your account. You see, they gave to Paul, they 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 thought about the kingdom first they, because Paul was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So they supported Paul. When they supported Paul, he says something happened to their account. You see, he was no longer live when you are when you are like this, you no longer live on the account of men, the bank account of men. There's an account in the realm of the spirit. When you begin to be a giver in the kingdom of God, something goes to your account. Paul says, it's not because I desire a gift. Forget, I don't want gifts. No. I'm looking at your giving is doing something to your account. It says, I desire fruit that may abound to your account. That it may abound to your account, which means as you give in the house of God, you, you expand your account. You see? Because as you give, your office is not the same. And because your office is not the same, you change the salary also of that office. <laughs> your giving also changes the salary of your office. Okay? It says, I desire fruit that may abound your account. Okay? Verse 18 says, but I have, I, but I have all. God says, but I have all and abound. I am full. Having received of Epaphroditus, epip- epip- the things which were sent from you, they sent things. There's an odor of sweet smell. Now, that's a priest. It says, they gave, but what they gave, had an order. Priests always had orders. Your giving gives away also an order. It says a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, a sacrifice acceptable. You were chosen to give such sacrifices to be a giver, such you can also release a sweet smell from your finance. And once your sweet smell is received, there's a promotion in the realm of the spirit. Your office is magnified. And when your office is magnified, the supplies also are magnified. Okay. That's why it says in verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need. So that Paul is saying that verse to a people who were givers. He says, now let there be, Paul is now blessing them. He says, now let there be a supply. You see, it says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Why? They They had given. They had given. They had given. They had given. This is my, my God supply. So they're giving, open the certain supply. They're giving, open the supply with God. You see, God does not just supply according to your wants. Okay? Oh God, we want this. The, the language of want is for babies. I want this. Everything we want has been made available. It is there. But to access it, we have to, to, to define the need. Okay? We have to define the need. These people responded to the need of Paul. Paul says, you, you send unto my need. See? But what was Paul's need? Paul did have needs. That's why he says, I don't, I don't have... He said, said, I'm full. I'm already full. But when you send, it is for your sake. Because I'm preaching the gospel. Whatever you send goes into the gospel, goes into the gospel, goes into the gospel. As it goes into the gospel, you provoke a supply for need, a supply for need, not want. You see, what you want can be given to you, but that is for children. I want this. Oh, daddy, I want this. Uh, God, oh, I want this. Then the people now know how to to manipulate God because they know God also has soft spots. Of course, he has soft spots. When you call him daddy, it's a soft spot. He provides. When you say, "Oh, Daddy," you say "Abba, Father." He provides, <laughs> but you're playing on God's soft spots. You are uh, manipulating God. You say, "Daddy, God." Oh, Daddy, God. You will do it today, my Daddy. Oh, my Daddy. Yes, He will do it. But He wants you to grow from that place of wanting something to where you have an office that has need. Paul's office had need. There are people who supply that need, and. Paul is also praying that God supplies their own need. Oh, praise God! So you were chosen to offer up spiritual sacrifices. One of those spiritual sacrifices is your giving. It says, "When they gave, it was an order of sweet smell." You see, it was an order of sweet smell. Your money brings a certain scent in the nostrils of God. Your giving, okay? How does your giving smell before God? That's another, and that's another subject for another day. How does your giving smell before God? You see? That's another subject for another day. Because every time you give, what, what, also what, what attitude do you have while giving? Because your attitude also is mixed in that smoke. <laughs> the, odor, the The attitude you have towards giving also mixes itself in that smoke. God smells everything. Praise God. So today I want to charge you to magnify your office. Number one, by preaching the gospel. Number two, by supporting the gospel. Preach the gospel with your own mouth, but also support the gospel. When you do so, the size of your office will not remain the same. And as long as the size of your office is bigger, the supplies supplies to that office will be bigger. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I see my time has actually gone. I want to request to, to stop there. But I hope you have understood why you were chosen of God. Why you were chosen of God. You were chosen of God to offer up spiritual sacrifices. But spiritual sacrifices are offered when you grow. You grow into these responsibilities. Grow. As you grow, magnify also your function in the kingdom of God. And then you will see the hand of God functioning in agreement to what you've seen in scripture. Okay? As a chosen person of God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I will stop there so that we can, uh, you know, have time to go and do other things. And uh, by the grace of God, we will be sharing much more of these things or the spirit of God will lead uh, whoever will be sharing to to highlight or to explain better the things that I've been sharing. Otherwise I want to ask that God bless you. Father, I thank you so much for the word you have allowed that should be preached today. The words which you have allowed to go out of my mouth. You have taught us that we were chosen and precious. And that your eyes are upon us. And that you have chosen us to offer up spiritual sacrifices. I pray for everyone here, King of glory. That there will be a growth by the Spirit of God. Mm. A growth by the Spirit of God into their responsibility. Because this is why you chose us, God. You chose us that we may show forth the praises of him that called us from darkness into his marvelous light. Now that we are in this marvelous light, Lord God, teach us these things that we may be able to offer spiritual sacrifices into the kingdom of God, that we may be able to give bigger, that we may be able to give ourselves even more to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, because this is the reason why you chose us. We were precious and you put us into the ministry. We give you praise and glory, for it is in Jesus' name we have believed and prayed. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this sermon and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at ShilohLDN Once again, that's at ShilohLDN you've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London changing lives building dreams until next time